0: You may be seated. As I said, we're talking about the subject of seasons and I had to look on my computer to see when the last session we had on seasons and it was in September because of our emphasis on relationships. So let me just give you a summary of some of the things we've talked about and children's church is dismissed at this time. Children's church be blessed as you go. Have a great time in Ecclesiastes three one. It says for everything. There is a season. A time for every activity under heaven. We discuss this fact that a season equals a period of time. We are in time. We live in time. And time is divided into seasons. And it pays us rich dividends then to view our lives through the lens of seasons. As we pass through life, we pass through seasons amen some seasons are good some seasons are not so good some have kind of a mixture to them but if you're going through an undesirable system you've got season you must tell yourself this is just a season and it is in fact subject to change amen and we also discuss that it is very important that we do not get stuck in a season therefore we must not let our current challenges to become permanent fixtures in our lives and then as we are in these seasons that are not so great we need to make sure then that we're standing against despondency standing against hopelessness and speak to those things and say you are not becoming a permanent fixture in my life and then make sure then when a season is about to get, be over with, God will let you know when those timings, as you can sense the seasons in your spirit, make sure, as we said, not to miss your exit, because if you mix your exit out of one season into another season, you can stay in a season way too long, and you can end up in messes that you never would have faced if you had made the right exit at the right time. Somebody say Amen. amen. Then we also said that it's very important that we don't fail to harvest from every season. Never leave a season without learning something. Now your season oftentimes can be lengthened or shortened, and it's really largely up to us. For example, the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. But did you know that it was only a nine and a half day trip from where they were into the promised land? And what they did is they spent 40 years murmuring, complaining, and aching, and talking about how bad things were. Eventually, they got out of that season, but unfortunately, the season was still in some of their minds and in their thinkings. Amen? You know, you can be delivered from Egypt, but you can still have Egypt in you. You can be delivered out of darkness, brought into the kingdom of God, and yet still be dabbling in darkness. We don't want that in our lives. We want to be all in and all out for the glory of God. Amen? The children of Israel, when they left Egypt, they didn't leave empty-handed. When you get out of one season, going into a new season, never leave a season empty-handed. The Bible says that they borrowed from the Egyptians. I love the message translation. It says, oh yes, they picked those Egyptians clean. (laughs) Hallelujah. They were brought forth with silver and gold. And there was not one feeble among their tribe, And so then we should always gain something from the seasons we've been in. Wisdom, gratitude. Just learn and glean and gain from life's experiences. As I said in a previous message, and I'll say it again. I mean, if you went through a season in a coma, you ought to come out at least rested. When the devil says to you, this is your life, you're never going to get out of here. You say, no, you just declare this is only a season. Look at Deuteronomy chapter one, if you would, verses six through eight. And let's notice this in the scriptures tonight. Deuteronomy, uh, the first chapter, and we'll look at verses six through eight. Maintain a good attitude in every season of life. The Bible says, in everything give thanks. The Lord our God spake unto us in Oreb, which means a parched land or a deserted place, saying, you have dwelt long enough in this mountain. Verse 7, turn you and take your journey and go to the Mount of the Amorites and to all the places nigh thereunto in the plain and the hills and in the vale, and in the south, and by the seaside, to the land of the Canaanites, and unto Lebanon, unto the great river, the river Euphrates, verse 8. Behold, I have sent the land before you. Go in and possess the land, which the Lord swear unto your fathers. Has the Lord given you any land to possess? Has the Lord given you some vision and put some hope in your heart? The word of the Lord is let's go up and possess what God has provided for us. Possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give unto them and to their seed after them. Now, sometimes the problem, if you will, or the difficulty in coming out of one season into another season is the roots. How many of you know that there are roots that can bind you to old seasons? Sometimes before you enter into a new season, you've got to do some uprooting. In other words, that which was not planted by your father can be and must be uprooted. Matthew 15 and verse 13. You don't need to turn there. But Jesus said, every plant which my heavenly father has not planted shall be rooted. Also in Matthew 3, 10, he says, And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and is cast into the fire. I believe that the Spirit of the Lord will give us discernment concerning those things that have been unfruitful, concerning those things that have been a waste of time. And I believe that he has given us an axe, Our axe is the sword of the Spirit. And we can take the sword of the Spirit and we can make our way out of that old season by tearing down and uprooting those things that have been unfruitful. And we can enter into our new season with the full armor of God on, ready to do business in the kingdom of God. Amen? So the Word of God, it becomes... A sword when you put it in your mouth. Now tonight, what I want to talk to you about is I want to talk to you about time. Everyone say time. Let's look at a couple of scriptures tonight. Turn me to Psalms 90 and notice with me in verse 12. And I'm really excited about all those people over there in that section. I'm seeing it full. Hallelujah. And and I'm just so thrilled about all those people over there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for a full house. Full of God's people and full of God's presence. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Now notice in Psalms 90 verse 12. And we're going to kind of slow down. We kind of did a little introductory preaching. So let us slow down and do some teaching here. Now notice with me in verse 12. It says, so teach us. To do what? Teach us to number our days. That we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. There's a connection between numbering our days and our heart having the application of the wisdom of God in it. I like the New King James Version. It says, so teach us to number our days. That we may gain a heart of wisdom. The New Living Translation says it this way. Teach us to realize the brevity of life. So that we may grow in wisdom. I desire to grow in wisdom. How about you? Teach us to number our days. So that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Amen. Now... We are not just to go through life living in time. What the scripture is saying to us there is we need to make the most of our time. All of us here tonight, all 5,000 of you, all of us here tonight, we're conscious of time. How many of you are wearing a watch tonight? Several of you have a watch on, okay? And... Perhaps you're looking at your watch and you're saying, how long is this going to last? (laughs) How long, Lord, how long? Well, not real long. But the shackle of this dimension in which you and I live in is time. And time is divided into seasons. And so we want to make the time that God has allowed here for us to be on earth. We want to make it count, don't we? amen now a season then it's a period of time we're entering into the holiday season we're entering into the thanksgiving season then the christmas season it seems like that the christmas season gets earlier and earlier every year but you think about different sporting seasons there's baseball season and then there's football season and they overlap school lasts for a season in our life we have seasons here's what we know about time here's what you and i know about time number one time is relative it's relative what do you mean by that pastor well i mean let me give you an example how many of you know that time on vacation is different than two weeks on a diet Two weeks on a diet versus two weeks wherever you go on vacation. How many of you know that some can stay longer in an hour than others can stay in a week? Time is relative. When you're enjoying something, what happens? Time just flies. When you have friends over or or you're just enjoying a rich time of fellowship, it just seems like time flies. If you're one of those people that loves sports and loves to watch games and go to games time flies if you if you enjoy shopping time just flies time now time doesn't always fly for the husbands <laughs> but we'll move right along so time then it is the currency everyone say currency, currency. say this with me time is the currency, currency. of this dimension Not necessarily money. Time is so valuable, everybody wants some. Say this with me. My time time is extremely... extremely. It's very very valuable. I think that we need to be a little bit more guarded with our time. Our time is so valuable. It's so easy to waste time I think that it's a good idea and it shows respect to people when you call them on the phone ask them a question is this a good time how many of you know that people are not necessarily waiting by the phone waiting for you to call I mean it's like they have their own lives and you need to be courteous and respectful and say is this a good time honor time Honor it. Time is a gift. And time management, it is the art of treasuring and using our days as gifts from God. That's the way we need to look at life. Every day, it's a gift from God. I believe we're all going to live long and we're going to live strong, right? But I had a friend last night. Just for no rhyme or reason, one of my fellow directors for RMEI, pastor friend, itinerant minister, he just slumped over on his desk and he's gone. Sixty-seven years old. Time is precious. We need to redeem the time. Say it with me, time is vital. Secondly, time must be spent. Again, we want to we look at time as currency. How many of you know you, you, can't, you can't save time? You can be more efficient with your time, but you can't save it. You cannot put it in Tupperware. Right? No, time must be spent. Now, the great thing about the Lord is this, is he deals out to us a fresh stack of 24 hours every day. He slides a fresh stack of 24 hours across the table. Look at Lamentations 3, and I want to notice verse 21 through 23. Lamentations. Time is vital. Time must be spent. Lamentations, the third chapter, the 21st verse says, This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's compassions and mercies, we are not consumed. Everyone say thank God. thank God. Because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And so you and I, we are stewards of our time. And I believe that God has given us time. And that we are to be faithful with our time. And we are to manage it for increase. Even if you've wasted time. God's given you a fresh 24 hours every day. But only a fool will idle his time away. Time must be spent. Here's what else we know about time. Time is life. How I spend my time is how I spend my life. How you spend your time is how you spend your life. I am not going to spend my life chasing trivial pursuits. I am not going to pursue that which is natural, that which is carnal. I'm not going to pursue those things that don't carry any weight in the realm of the spirit. I am going to pursue God with all of my heart. Now, having said that, that doesn't mean that I'm not ever going to rest. Having said that, that doesn't mean that I'm never going to take time to relax. How many of you know that believers need relaxation and believers need to learn how to rest? He is the Lord of the Sabbath and there is a law of the Sabbath. So we don't want to burn the candle at both ends. We want to rest in the Lord and enjoy life as well. But there are things in this life that will pull you and drag you and literally drain the very life out of you if you pursue them. Amen. But I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, heart of the bay, but seek first my kingdom, my way of being and doing right. And all these things are going to be added unto you. One person said it like this. I'm going to read it. Time is our most precious commodity. It's far more important than money. You can always get more money, but you can only have a certain amount of time allotted in your life. When you waste time, you are essentially wasting your life. Because your time is your life. When you're killing time, you're killing yourself. It's your greatest and most important commodity. If you don't learn how to manage your time, nothing else will be manageable in your life. Look at Ephesians chapter 5. And I want to notice in verses 5 through 16. Ephesians, the fifth chapter. And notice with me in verse, again, I believe I said 5. I mean verse 15 and 16. So we'll go up to verse 15. I I made a mistake. Okay, now, let's look at this for a moment. See then, now this, this book of Ephesians, it's written to the church at Ephesus. And the church at Ephesus was really one of the most spiritual churches in that day. If you do a study on the book of Ephesians, you will see that the first three chapters deal with who you are, and what you have, and what you can do in Christ Jesus. Verses, uh, chapter 4, chapter 5, right on to chapter 6, verse 10, deal with the walk of the believer. So he's dealing with a very spiritual church, and he's reminding them of something that's extremely important. He says, see then, that you walk circumspectly. Now, the word circumspectly there means that you be watchful about your life. You Look around and see what is going on around you. Don't go through life with your eyes closed. But be circumspect. Be integral. Be aware of what's going on around you. Be aware of how you're using your time. Be aware. See that that you walk circumspectly. Not as fools. Ain't no fools here. Amen. No fools next to you. No fools over in that section. Amen. Amen. See then that you walk circumspectly not as fools. But as what? But as wise. But as wise. Teach us to number our days. That we may apply our heart unto wisdom. Next verse. Verse 16. Redeeming the time. Why? Why? Because the days, the days are evil. Okay, redeeming the time. I want to look at that in the Amplified Version, if we may. Verses 15 and uh, 16 in the Amplified. Notice this with me. He's talking about being circumspect. He's talking about redeeming the time. And as we look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 and 16 in the Amplified Version, we see something that's extremely important. He says, look carefully then how you walk. Think about what you're doing with your life. Think about how you're spending your time. Look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately. Man, that's powerful right there. Say this with me, I'm living purposefully. Hallelujah, I've got a purpose for life. Worthily and accurately. Not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people. I do not want to be known as a fool. I don't want to be known as someone that's witless, but someone that is wise, sensible, and es muy inteligente. (laughs) Look at verse 16. Amplified. Making the very most of the time. Buying up what? Man, I'm telling you what, you've got so much favor on your life. You serve the God of favor who opens the windows of opportunities for you. Everywhere you go, and every place you your feet land, you're walking in the favor of God. And our days of unprecedented opportunities and favor are upon us. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I'm expecting the favor of God to go before me and opportunities to surround me. How about you? I'm making the most of my time. I'm buying up the opportunities. Why? Because, quite frankly, the days are evil. So the idea behind redeeming the time is that you buy up the opportunities like a shrewd businessman or woman. That you make the most of every opportunity for Jesus Christ. The New Living Translation says this, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understanding what the Lord wants you to do. Amen. You know, it is not a mystery what the Lord wants us to do. We don't have to spend a lot of time discovering what He wants us to do. We've got 66 books of instruction. If we'll spend our time in the instruction book and be busy about doing our father's business in what he already told us to do, if we need to know more, he, by the Holy Spirit, will reveal it to us. Oh, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? He wants you to read the word, be a doer of the word. Yes. Philip's translation says this. He says, live life with a due sense of responsibility, not as those who do not know the meaning of life, but those who do make the best use of your time. So time is life. And how you spend your time is how you spend your life. How you spend your time will really determine the seasons that you get involved in in life. Now, we have this dimension of time. It's our currency, okay? Now, out of the time that you and I have every day, out of this time, this fresh stack of 24 hours, we must spend time, and I want you to get this in your heart, we must spend time with the timeless one. Say this with me, I must must. spend spend time with the timeless one. As you spend time, that's your currency, you will receive from him out of the timeless dimension. Out of eternity. If you invest your time with him who is timeless, him who is timeless will cause a transaction to take place in your life. And his transactions are awesome his transactions, he gives you revelation knowledge. He gives you wisdom. He gives you strength. He gives you refreshing. He gives us things that we couldn't figure out in our cranium. Because it doesn't come from here. It comes from the eternal one. Woo, glory. That's why it says, they that wait upon the Lord. That's investing time with the timeless one. And that's not hard either. I think sometimes Christians just make it too difficult. And I think oftentimes it's because they're just lazy. And they make pseudo-spiritual excuses for not being in the Word and for not being in prayer and for not being in church. But we can't say that about the 5,000 are here tonight, so let's move on. <laughs> Come on, tell me tonight. When you spend time with Him, have you ever gotten anything? Have you ever not got anything? I mean, spirit to spirit. Ministering to Him. Maybe you didn't know exactly which way to go about some situation in your life. But I'm telling you, He just happens to be able to connect the dots, doesn't He? That's where answers come. Answers come in His presence. And so, I don't believe that we ought to give God leftovers. I don't believe we ought to give Him our second best. I believe we need to give Him our best efforts. Amen. Are we giving God what is right? Or are we giving Him what is left? Okay? He deserves the best of our time. Do you have a relationship with him tonight? Yes. Do you know how to stay connected with him? Yes. In habitual fellowship? Yes. I'm telling you, it's well worth your time to spend time with him. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. We're going to spend a few moments just praising God and worshiping him in the realm of the spirit tonight. Father, we thank you so much for the word of the Lord. We thank you, Father, that you said in your word in Proverbs that the path of the righteous is getting brighter and brighter. Let's just spend some time with the timeless one right now. Oh, we worship you, my Father. la la me Oh, prokoshay. o oh, prokoshila prapala Oh, magnify your name, Lord. Minshikolapravayelemosurede. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look over at Proverbs chapter 4. And notice with me in verse 18, just a few more moments tonight. You can be seated again. Proverbs, the fourth chapter, the 18th verse. Oh, God's plan is big. God's plan is awesome. His plan is so good. Hallelujah. I love this verse of scripture in Proverbs, the fourth chapter. In verse 18, it says, but the path of the just. Who are the just? We are the just. But the path of the just, it is as the shining light. And that shines more and more unto the perfect day. The path of the just is bright. And the path of the just, as they spend time with the all just one. It gets brighter and brighter. Our relationship with the Lord gets better and better. The path of the just. It's as the the shining light. He said in his word that the, the entrance of his word, what does it do? It gives us light. And it says that it shines more and more under the perfect day. How many of you know what the perfect day is? The perfect day is the return of the Lord. And that day ain't far away. And instead of our path growing darker and darker, our path is getting brighter and brighter. And it shines more and more. Now what does that tell us? The glory of the Lord attends our way. The glory of the Lord, the Shekinah glory, is shining... Upon those who will spend time with him. It shines more and more. It's getting better and better. Until the perfect day. Look at me at 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And, uh, and notice with me in uh, verse. I believe it's 17 and 18. 2 Corinthians 3. Thank you, Lord. 2 Corinthians the 3rd chapter. It says in verse 17 now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, what is there? There's liberty. One translation says there emancipation from bondage. Now look at verse 18. But we all with open face Beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. Listen, friend. When you spend time with him, you're not wasting time. When you spend time with him, you're buying up opportunities. The scripture says this. That as we behold him with an open face as in a glass, the 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 glory of the Lord, we are being changed. How many need some changing in their lives? We are being changed into the same image. Amen. So in other words, when we spend time with the timeless one, the more like him we get. The more we grow. Not only does our path get brighter and brighter, but the more like him we become. Amen. Amen. And we are changed. That word changed there is we are transformed into the same image. Now notice this. From glory to glory. The Amplified says from one degree of glory to the next. We could say it this way. We're going from splendor to splendor. Man, you and me, we're going up. We're not going down. We're not wasting our time. We're spending time with the timeless one. And in that exchange, we're becoming more like him every day. We're not getting weaker. We're getting stronger. We're not getting sick. We're getting healed. Glory to God. Let's bring. I'm not done yet. Let's look at that verse once again. We're changed. I'm changed. I'm a changed man. I'm a better man today because I've been in the word. I'm a stronger man today because I've been in his presence. I'm changed. You're changed. Into that same image. From glory to glory. Not gory to gory. Even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now here's what I have in my spirit. The King of Kings. The Lord Jesus Christ. Is a divine And I believe that he wants to connect you in these days to some divine opportunities and divine connections. It's like what Mark Rizzi one time said. He said this. He said he's got his appointment book open. And you know all he's looking for is someone that has a willing heart and someone that he can entrust with those opportunities that he's giving to them. Did you know that faithfulness will qualify you for a greater opportunity? The Bible says that a faithful man will abound with blessings. It is A steward's responsibility to be faithful, not only with his treasures, not only with his his talents, but it is a faithful man's responsibility to be a good steward of his time. Amen. Amen. And so I just dropped by tonight to encourage you to use your time wisely. Don't waste time. You know, the investment that you made tonight in just coming to church to be fed in this Bible study was a wise choice. And I believe this. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is going to give you some things in these days before the end of the year. He's going to show you some things as you invest some time just to come aside. Just to come aside. You know... That picture of Jesus in the Book of Revelation, where He says, "I stand at the door and knock," that's twofold. He's standing at the door of unbelievers' hearts, and He's in, He's He's looking for an invitation to come in. But He's also standing at the door of many born again, spirit filled people's lives, saying, "Let me in. Turn the television off. You know. I mean, how many games can you watch?" let me in let me in because I want to come in and I want to sup with you I want I to want fellowship with you I want to impart to you some things for the journey that's ahead I don't know about you but I need his impartations I need his wisdom I need his strength I must apply my heart to wisdom every day of my life I believe the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to us tonight And I believe that before the end of this year, as you'll just spend some time with him, come aside with him and fellowship with him, not even really looking for anything, but just looking to him. I uh, asked Keith more years ago, probably 15 or 20 years ago. uh, I said, Brother Keith, because he he is uh, a person that Knows how to get into the presence of the Lord. And wait upon the Lord. I said, Brother Keith, I said, you know, when you're waiting on the Lord, you know, what do you do? And Basically, he just summed it up in a few words. And he says, I'm just beholding him. I'm just beholding him. So I want to encourage you. In this holiday season, behold him. The entrance of his word gives light. Behold him in the word. Behold Him through praise and worship. It's a vehicle into the presence of God. And I believe this. Without even really looking for things, He'll just add things to you. He'll show you things to come. Hallelujah! He's going to show you things to come. You're going to know what to do. You're going to know where to go. Your steps are going to be ordered by Him. Amen? Do you believe it? All right, let's stand up and just make a confession over that tonight. Amen. Father, I've done my best tonight to minister your word. And so I thank you for the results are up to the people mixing faith with it right now. Mix faith with the word with me and say it. Father God, I receive the word of the Lord tonight. I found out that my time is vital. And that my time is life. And I choose... The good portion. portion. I choose. choose To invest my life. life In the things that are important. In your word. In your kingdom. kingdom. And for your cause. cause. In the earth today. today. I purpose in my heart. heart. To come aside. aside. And to spend time with you. And And I believe it. That you're showing me. You're showing my family. Things to come. I declare your favor. Is upon my life. I am blessed. I am empowered. To prosper in this life. Nothing can hold me down. And nothing can hold me back. The blessings upon my life. And the, and the favor of God gives me ample opportunity, me ample opportunity. For, the for the blessing of God to manifest in my life. In, my life. In, the in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's just spend a couple moments waiting on the Lord tonight. Father, we worship you. Glory to God. Yeah, I see that, Lord. I believe the Holy Spirit is just saying to somebody here tonight, maybe it's applicable to a few people, there's, there's kind of been this sense of, of grief. I've just wasted so much time. The Lord just wants you to know that He's not finished with you, that you're not here by accident. And that his plan and his purpose for your life will prevail. Our father is not limited to the mistakes I've made or you've made. Are you listening to me? That's why the blood is applied to those areas of our lives. We need to declare it's a new season. It's a new day for me. God can take the mess that you've been in and turn it right around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So don't be down on yourself. Be up on God. Hallelujah. Rejoice in the Lord. Grieve not anymore. Hallelujah. Neither be ye sorry. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Eat the fat. Drink the sweet. Enjoy life. Look at your neighbor and say, life's about to get better. Life's about to get better for me. And I just happen to believe it. And I want you to know I am praying for you all. I'm believing God with you. You're praying with me. You're believing God. I believe this. Our best days are ahead of us. And I'm not just saying that. I believe that the body of Christ's best days are ahead of us. Days of heaven on earth. Days of glory. The glory is rolling in. The trumpet's soon to sound. Before it sounds, the glory is going to be in great manifestation. Amen. So let's not waste time. Let's be about our Father's business. Amen. Let me pray with you as you go tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless them as they go their way tonight. Thank you for prospering them. I pray the eyes of their heart would be enlightened. I thank you, Father, for encouraging words. Words of hope words of life that have been imparted to our spirits and so we leave this place with a sense of victory we leave this place with a sense of expectation that god's on the throne and i will behold him every day of my life in jesus name amen be blessed as you go god bless you